Have you been scrolling through many, many, many film podcasts thinking there's far too many of these? Or have you been thinking there's something missing? There's something we're not quite getting. A waffler from Northern England reviewing films, for example. Welcome to oh, Review It Yourself. No politics, no pandering, no point. Hello and welcome to oh, Review It Yourself. Rather upbeat there. Okay, so this podcast we're going to be looking at the film Treehouse Hostage, which is a 1999 direct-to-video direct video film starring Jim Varney. Actually, I'll tell you what we'll do. Because I, I did this thing a couple of years ago. I got rid of all my DVD cases, recycled a lot of them. And, well, I put them in recycling, I mean. Got all the stuff together all the discs and put them in like massive CD cases. So I don't have like DVD boxes anymore, but I do for this because it took me a while to, uh, to track this one down. And so the front of the box, so it says it takes an entire police force to look after an escape. Not, not, not look after Jesus. It takes an entire police force to look after. No, not look after. <laughs> Can't even read. It takes an entire police force to look for an escaped convict, dot, 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 and a group of 10-year-olds to catch him. So the back, so this is the blurb. It's a rather a long one, to be fair. What do you get when you mix Brookwell Elementary? That's spelt wrong. Brookwell Elementary School's funniest prankster with a clumsy escaped convict, some crooked cops, a scheme to counterfeit millions of dollars. Why did I say it like that? And a gadget-filled treehouse built by a bunch of inventive 10-year-olds. Treehouse Hostage, the most exciting family film since Home Alone. Starring Jim Varney, Ernest from the popular Disney franchise, which I, I don't know how well-known that is in England, to be fair. I, I think it's quite an American thing. I might be wrong, but it certainly passed me by as a kid. And Jim Varney, actually, he... He starred as Slink, Slinky in Toy Story and Toy Story 2 uh, before he passed away. Anyway, so Treehouse Hostages co-starts. It literally says co-starts. Another spelling mistake. I presume it's meant to say co-stars. Include seasoned child actors Joy Zimmerman from Very Bad Things, Mother's Boys and Beastmaster 3. They sound uplifting, don't they? Todd Bosley from Little Giants and Jack, and also, if you can find it, this is me talking, by the way, not the box. If you can find it, there's a film he, he did as a kid called Lloyd. Look at the balloons! Brilliant, brilliant film. And Christopher Kachurak, Face Off and Smart Guy. And I was thinking, the kid was in Face Off with Travolta and Nicolas Cage, I think. No, does he? I thought, ah, I know he is. I know he is. He plays, oh, he does, yeah, that's who it is. He plays John Travolta's son at the beginning, who gets killed accidentally when Nicolas Cage trying to assassinate him. I'm pretty sure that's who it is. He's got the same ball haircut. <laughs> and along with accomplished talent, Vincent Scavia, 
Schiavelli, sorry. Tomorrow Never Dies in Ghost. He plays Dr. Kaufman. Richard Klein, Three's Company. And Debbie Boone, best known for her hit love ballad, You Light Up My Life. After Notorious, Notorious? After Notorious Counterfeiter, Carl Banks, played by Varney, breaks out of prison, he knows he's the most wanted man in the state. What he doesn't count on is being a 10-year-old's homework assignment. Bit strange. When one of Timmy Taylor's, that's played by, uh, that's the, uh, Zimmerman plays that kid, the main character. When one of Timmy Taylor's backyard traps catches Carl. God, this is out to read. When one of Timmy Taylor's backyard traps catches Carl. It's like a tongue twister. Timmy sees that. <laughs> Timmy sees the escaped convict as his ticket out of summer school. If he can bring Carl to school on Monday, Timmy's sure to ace his current events assignment and avoid a summer full of boring classes. But it's not going to be easy keeping Carl prisoner for the entire weekend. Timmy has to stop the police, the mafia. Yeah, you, you don't see the mafia. They talked about, but you don't see him. Has to stop the police, the mafia, his parents, and the nosy neighbourhood girls from discovering that he's holding a fugitive in his treehouse. Actually, that's a good... That's a good way of describing this film. Imagine Home Alone meets The Fugitive. Okay, so, and don't think Crafty Carl doesn't have a few tricks up his sleeve for Timmy and his pals. Okay. Uh, Non-stop fun from the director of Casper, A Spirited Beginning, and Three Ninjas, High Noon at Mega Mountain. Treehouse Hostage is a laugh-filled family movie, bursting with outrageous excitement and hilarious hijinks. And the tagline at the bottom is Backyard fun has just begun. No, no, grow up. Come on, at your age. Kids here. It's a kids film. God, what are people like? <laughs> yeah. So, basically, it begins as a prison break and you see uh, Carl Banks break out of prison. And obviously, it's a kids film, so it's quite wacky. The humour, there's a lot of slapstick in it. It definitely does pay homage to Home Alone. I wouldn't say it rips the idea off, because it doesn't, but it, it does all lot to it. And Jim Varney's really, really good at it. The, ki the kids are, to be fair, sometimes when you watch kids' films, the, they can't act for toffee, and you're thinking, oh, this is all, like, it proper takes you out of it. But the kids did a good job in this. And, you you know, Timmy Taylor, as the, box ex the, the DVD box explained, you know, he's very much a prankster... Uh, you know, he's not doing too well at school, so they're threatening with summer, you know, summer school. Because, like, in America, they get, like, what, 12 weeks of summer holidays, whereas in England, you get six weeks, the six weeks holidays. Uh, so in America, they tend to go to children's camp and things like that. Like summer camps, you know, science camp or space camp or whatever. That's a basis for a lot of kids' films. The Parent Trap with Lindsay Lohan being one of them. Where she meets her twin sister. Anyway. Whereas in England, you, you know, you get six weeks. And I don't know if they do camps like that here, but maybe some private schools do. I don't know. And you see Timmy Taylor, he's using his laptop, which is a cracking big chunky 90s laptop. He unlocks his locker and he sends a remote control car with a, also a huge 1990s video camera on top you know with the big viewfinder you used to put, have to put your face down your face down your eye in oh they were like a brick 
but they're great. Because obviously they had to have videotaping them. <laughs> and, you know, he sets up this practical joke and he slams the head teacher who apparently has got it in for him. Um, Principal Ott. Ott the Snot, he gets called. And what's it say? Trips. I can't. Re- the problem, if I ever pause, it's because I've scribbled notes down and I can't really go on writing. Awful. So basically, Carl, you see Carl go back to this deserted house. Um, and you find out that these two detectives are, are in on this so that they're corrupt and they're in on this counterfeit ring. And basically, Timmy's dad picks him up and says to him, excuses are like armpits. Everyone's got one and they stink, which is a very nice child-friendly version of a well-popular, a well-known phrase. And obviously, we find out that there's a $50,000 reward for helping apprehend Jim Varney's character. And you see Timmy attack the next door neighbor's clubhouse, which is really beautiful. Like, it's a girl's clubhouse. So it's like pink and really well designed. And because her mum's a graphic designer, which comes into play later, the the girl next door and her friend. And there's a, there's a real boys versus girls kind of feel to the film as well. And, but the girls obviously double cross them and soak them with hoses because the boys sneak up with water balloons, that kind of thing. So you've got the the three the two friends that Timmy's got. You've got Buddy, uh, or Bazooka Butt. Uh, that's what he's called because he clearly has some kind of irritable bowel syndrome. Bless him. He can't eat ice cream otherwise. Horrificness ensues. And Stevie, played by Todd Bosley, who's very much the kind of geeky one. Well, he's actually they're quite they're quite funny. The kids. The, the script's surprisingly sharp and there's enough adult jokes in there that if it was a rainy day and you put this film on for your kids, you'd still get a good laugh out of it yourself. There's some jokes that would just go totally over, over the tops of the kids' heads. Um, obviously, and then Timmy Taylor actually rings the, the police, Sergeant Nelson, and gets Sergeant Nelson to essentially describe himself. Like He describes him to the uh, Nelson and Nelson sketches himself. So bad hairpiece, big tash. So you see, Timmy's a you know real prankster, and but he's light-hearted with it. He's not trying to hurt anybody. Obviously not. It's a kids' film, anyway. So, and yeah, like I said, this the script is quite funny. There's there's some lines in there, you know, like you know what have you got a demon in there when it you know because one of them's got kind of irritable bells, and you know there's a lot of fart jokes in there. I have no issue with them. I have no issue with fat jokes. Something's funny, it's funny. I don't care if it's lowbrow or not. And the head honcho for this counterfeit ring is kept in shadow. Kind of like a Bond villain. And you find out that the head honcho and the two cops who tur- who like kind of did the dirty on Carl and turned him in. Because he was a lost you know, the lost rung of the ladder. They find out they are fifty large to the Vegas syndicate, so that they're in deep with the mafia, clearly. And you find out that so, but Carl's escaped from there anyway, and he ends up in the kids' treehouse where he ends up getting knocked out because the dog chases him. And like I said before, this was a direct-to-video. It was filmed in eighteen days. And Jim Varney, I've read a couple of so he'd either just been diagnosed with terminal cancer or he found out during filming that you know he, he was ill, but he refused to f- stop filming. I'm surprised because he's very active in the film actually. 
And you wouldn't have thought he was ill at all. There's a really funny courtroom scene in the treehouse where Timmy acts as the judge, Stevie acts as the defendant, and Buddy acts as the prosecutor. So, and there's some really funny lines. You know, the kids are quite clever. You know, he's, he's badgering my witness. And he says, oh, what? when you committed your crimes, you ate a pizza. Before. It's the pizza defence, which is similar to the Twinkie defence. If you, I can't remember, but it was a, a guy who, was it a guy who tried to get away with some horrific crime? I think it was because he said he'd had a Twinkie and anyway. Um, have, a, have a look up, have a read that online if you're interested. Um, and obviously Buddy uses wedgies, water pistols and keeps clipping Carl around the head. But it's that kind of slapstick humour, so it never, never goes into the, you know, it's not violent in any way. It's not, it's not like Home Alone in terms of, you know, if a kid copied it, that really, really hurt somebody. Because Home Alone, I mean, when you think about it, that kid, you know, Kevin McAllister, he's a bit twisted, isn't he? Anyway, we'll have to review those for Christmas. Home Alone, Home Alone 2, Escape, Escape, in, uh, Escape to New York. That Yeah, well, that's going to be a Christmas film. It's not, it's not far away now. What is it? A couple of months? Eight and a bit weeks? God. And so then two of the kids go go to the, the old Johnson place. Because Carl does tell them a little bit while they're having this daft courtroom scene and explains, you know, how he's got in this bad situation. Well, he, he doesn't. He's still a bit hostile to them at this point. And then, obviously, Buddy uses a fake hand to, to tickle Carl, essentially, because he's, like I said, they're all real pranksters. And then Carl gets out, wedges Buddy, hook, puts him on a hook uh, by his trousers um, and gets away. But then he, he he ends up having to dress up as a Timmy's mum when the gardener, played by Dr. Kaufman, the actor who played Dr. Kaufman, um, he puts a fake wig on, he put well his mum's wig on. He puts all his makeup on his face. He puts one of those mask things across his eyes. But he's got a big tash. But obviously the the gardener's too busy being paid loads of money uh, to to care about the tash. I think. And there's some good stunts in the film as well. You know the kids' traps are quite inventive. Like I said, the script is great. There's a there's a bit where after he ends up back in the treehouse. Um. With the kids, he's obviously he's still dressed because he gets caught in the house. But well, he doesn't get caught. But the parents come home, and literally, uh, this they say to him, "Why are you dressed like that?" And he says, "Oh, your buddy says you look like a film star." And Van, he says, "Yeah, which one?" And he says, "Ever seen a Nightmare on Elm Street?" So he's essentially calling him Freddy Krueger. And then Stevie says, "Oh, you look like my dad's butt after a hemorrhoid prolapse." I mean, that's, that's a joke that's going to go completely over a kid's head, but I laughed out loud because it took me completely unawares. Uh, the the treehouse is great. It's like it's like a kid's dream. It's got a periscope and food, a fridge. You know, it's got all these traps, proper trap door. Um, I think retractable ladders. Yeah, really, really good. And, you know, we forgot rule 409, which is no ice cream for Buddy. And we find out that um, Carl was a firefighter. So the old Johnson place, where we find out there was this awful fire and a lot of kids got trapped, which is where the counterfeiting ring is used, uh, is, is being done, because it's deserted. 
Um, Carl was there as a firefighter when, when it set on fire and him and his man ran upstairs but uh, the floor collapsed uh, on Carl as he ran in. The kids were saved but Carl says by the time they got to me I was crying like a baby. So obviously he couldn't do the job anymore after that so he quit. Uh, his savings went out and he fell in with you know, he fell in with the wrong crowd and ended up counterfeiting money. Because and that's quite hard that's quite a heartfelt scene actually. You can see Jim Varney can actually you know, he's, he shows of his acting chops in that scene. And and again there's you know, there's there's jokes for the adults in there, so there's this really emotional Well it's, okay, a surprisingly emotional film for a uh, scene for a kid's film. And then you know, he says, you know, counterfeiting money you just you want some money you just print some more it was amazing fast cars beautiful food beautiful women let me tell you about the women and he looks up and obviously he's talking to three 10 year old kids or 10 or 11 year old and he said oh you know i'm sorry and and he explains that the crooked cop the, the cops took um turned him in and the kids essentially say well you've, you've got to face up to it otherwise you're going to keep running forever and the head honcho turns out to be um because earlier there's there's like Carl knows he's this big public official. It turns out to be Principal Ott. And Buddy well, the kids and Carl go back to the house and vi- with the video t- tape camera they had from earlier, which is Buddy's that the video tape this counterfeit ring and Carl's explaining through it and all this kind of thing. And they come back, the kids managed uh, well, the bad guys come out the head honcho. Principal Ott comes back and the two detectives come back and they catch uh, Carl, but the kids manage to get away. And you also see that the the dog, the Timmy's pet dog, um, it's called, what's it called? I can't, I, can, I can't remember the name. And Kiko or Kaito or something like that. It doesn't matter. Anyway, the dog takes this, this plate, which is what they need to print the money. It's like the, the imprint that goes on the press and buries it. And then just as they're, you know, they set this plan up to set these guys up. Sorry, I thought I had the phone ringing in. You, they, they set this up and then it turns out that, you know, the dad pops up at the treehouse and says, come on, Timmy, we've got to go. We've got to go. And he says, where? He says, you know, at your aunt's wedding at the country club which thankfully is right next door to the golf club where they've arranged to meet Principal Ott and get Carl back for this for this uh, plate. And, and there's a really funny bit where the kid says, I've, I already went to our last three weddings. Why do I have to go to another one? And thankfully, because we've all been to weddings that we do, you think, oh God, another one. They're all right. I mean, as much as, it's nice to be invited to the to the wedding. You know, it's better to just go to the reception. As beautiful as the weddings are, you know, it's not for us. It's for them and the families. And them. if you're just a friend, it's like, oh, just invite me to the reception. It's fine. And anyway, so so the boys obviously have to go and grovel to the girls next door and say, look, come can you help us? We need, so they, they make this fake plate with the principal's face in it instead of, is it George Washington or somebody? Uh, sorry. I, I don't know what, who's on the American bills. I've only been to America once. 
and he the cop finds the videotape and Carl cuts a deal because the kids do the swap they get Carl they realise it wasn't the phone it's a lorry reversing uh, Carl cuts a deal because they find the videotape that Buddy accidentally left in the, the house earlier and and then Timmy ends up he thinks oh god I've got no what do they call it I've got no project. My project's gone. And basically, what happens then is he, he you know, he's going to get flunked and he's going to end up in summer school. And then the policeman comes, uh, the good cop comes with Carl. And basically, Timmy gets the $50,000 reward. He's not going to go to summer school. And all, all ends quite well. The principal gets gets arrested as well. And yeah, it all ends quite rosy. And then just before it finishes, you see that the dog um, takes the check. I don't know why. I don't know why. The, I know it's a kid's film, but I don't know why. If, if your kid got a $50,000 check or £50,000 check or wherever, you aren't letting that kid put that check on their bedside table. You're either taking it straight to the bank or you're putting it in a safe. Anyway, so the dog takes it off the bedside table when Timmy's asleep and he buries it with the plate in the back garden. And that's how it ends. So, yeah, good film. Entertaining film. I was I was a bit worried to watch this, actually, because I haven't seen it since I was a kid. It was one of those films that was played... I don't even know if it was Sky Movies. There certainly wasn't all the different Sky Movies. Back when Sky first... Well, when we first got Sky... Oh, and I can remember watching this film probably probably around the time it came out, and it was played on the you no know, th- those Sky channels. Oh, I don't know if it was played on the Disney Channel or whatever, but this was a film that we watched a lot, um, a lot. And I was worried to watch it because I thought, oh, what if it's rubbish? What if it's not as good as I remember? But it, oh, it really is good. Good film, funny, funny for the kids. The kids will get the slapstick out of it. They'll enjoy it. The parents, it's entertaining to watch. It's not a slug to get through. You know, I remember once with a job, I had to go and watch. I got paid to go and watch Rio 2 with the the job I was with, with young people. We had to watch Rio 2. Oh, my God, I've never seen a worse film in my life. Oh, if I could have watched, if I wasn't, you know, if I wasn't getting paid to sit there, I would have got up and got walked out. It was awful, absolutely awful. I mean, I understand that kids' films aren't made for adults, but they should be at least bearable, given that the parents have to generally watch the film with the kids. Or at least, oh, and you know what kids are like? They like watching the same thing over and over again. Oh, honestly. God, that film. Anyway, (laughs) brought back bad memories there. Oh, that film, honestly. I got paid to watch that film. I still didn't get my money's worth. It was oh, it was just awful. One of the most boring films I've ever watched in my life. I mean, even if a film's terrible, you you get some kind of, you know, sometimes it's so good it's bad. You know, like Speed 2 Cruise Control or what other films are a real guilty pleasure? I don't know. I can't think of any off the top of my head. But, you know, the, 
sometimes you just think, God, there's no imagination went into this. Anyway, that's enough about Rio 2. So, yeah, good film. No swearing. No violence. You know, bit of slapstick comedy. But that's about it. No swearing. Nothing that would frighten kids, I don't think. Just a, a proper good rainy day film. A good rainy day film. So I think that brings us to the, the end of this review. I had, I was wondering what to do next, and I had that, and I thought, yeah, let's watch that. I hadn't watched it for, I haven't seen it for years. I couldn't remember most of it, but I really, really enjoyed it. And tr- trust me, well, as you've heard from the real part, I'm doing a lot of these reviews and quite enjoying the films, but it, my luck's going to run out at some point. I'm going to come across a film that's yeah that I don't enjoy at some point. So um, yeah. Thanks for listening. And I'll I'll be back with another review soon. Cheers. Thanks for listening. Oh, before I go, if you could go to Podchaser and leave a review for this podcast, I'd really appreciate it. Just lets me know, you know, what you like about the review, what you don't like about the review. Just just be honest. I'd I'd rather know. Um and just, you know, if you could put a rating down there and recommend me to somebody else to listen to, I'd appreciate it. Cheers. Thanks. Thank you.